Hello, writers. This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo where we get you ready for November. I'm Liz Leo. And I'm Christina Horner. And this is How to Win NaNo. As a reminder, Liz and I are not actually affiliated with NaNoWriMo in any way. We've just won a lot. Our topic this week is co-writing a novel. With another person. With, well. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. What's the other option? I mean, I'm not going to limit anyone. Yeah, I guess. If you have some other kind of sentient being that you can co-write a novel. A ghost? With. Now that's a novel plot. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to write that by yourself or are you going to co-write it with someone? With a, I'm going to co-write it with a Oh, <laughs> I got it. I got you. I got you. Uh, so anyway, co-writing a novel. I was just going to ask you if I've ever done this, but I know you have because we've done, <laughs> we've it. done it together. <laughs> um, and this is beyond even, I think there's a few ways you can take this. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, our writing group, my publishing company, does anthologies. Yeah. Which you're not really... You're not really co-writing a novel. You kind of are. And you, I think the difference is, is it's not like you're just sourcing from a bunch of people who've never like seen each other's writing. You're like collaborating. Yeah, you're collaborating on theme and that's, that's a good point. on um, editing and stuff. So that, I would consider that co-writing a novel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one uh, area of expertise that we can talk about. But yeah. we've also done a like straight up you and I wrote a novel together. Well, yeah. Or I mean, well, know, we didn't it's, finish it's not it. Finished. But we spent a fair amount of beginning of the pandemic working on this project together. Yeah. We wrote a novel that was basically from the point of view of two different characters. Yeah. Uh, and then basically we alternated chapters and I wrote uh, the chapters from my character's point of view and Liz wrote the, ch- the chapters from her character's yes. point of view which was really fun because I never knew it was going to happen it was this yeah <laughs> I think one of the cool things was is we would roughly um write out what the plot was and we knew what we had to cover in each chapter and we'd I think we got together and we knew the arc of the book but then we knew sort of the like if you were thinking about it snowflake method like we didn't get to uh down to like the nitty-gritty of the f- further out chapters so we did still have some discovery to do which is great for me and i also remember sometimes it'd be cool like okay we're creating this new game system yeah (laughs) i'm going to start writing it so i'm going to make it up and then christina's going to have to follow through with it yeah in the next couple chapters Well, and i think what's really cool about this is that because we did this during the pandemic Mm -hmm. we had to do it all remotely we did we couldn't see each other at the time um, and so we we specifically crafted this story in a way to where uh, our characters didn't meet even until like halfway through the book. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time on the phone together. The phone, obviously it was Zoom. Um, <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about world building and sort of general plot stuff. But then we had complete control over our characters' uh, own story and backstory and kind of what was going on with them. Yep. But we were both working toward this point where the characters would end up in the same place and meet. Um, and <laughs> surprisingly, that is about where we yeah trickled out. But that was more actually because I had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I think there was a point where, to be fair, when we first started, we were like taking the idea of people coming together after a pandemic-like isolation mm-hmm. and... There was a point where I think the pandemic, like, real, really 
really hit strong. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't, I was like going through the doldrums and just couldn't write more about anything that had to do with that. And also, uh, it's hard to keep me interested in something for a long time. But it is something I'd like to go back to and eventually finish with you because I had a really, really good time writing it, especially because... One of my favorite things about writing with another person is Christine and I always joke that like we each have a skill the other lacks. And if you put us together, we're like a a singular perfect writer. Not really, but you know, closer. (laughs) But I do think that because of that, things writing projects that we work on together are a lot richer. Yeah, absolutely. Because honestly, I really like doing weird stuff with setting and like odd plot pieces and Christina's so good at like character voice and creating interesting characters with like full backgrounds well and like character relationship yes, too like relationships not, not to like throw you under the oh, bus no. but there was a point where liz's character has a like a romance um oh, plot line and i read her chapter on it um and like first of all like i commend you for doing something out of your comfort zone but i was like there, there's this trope that people call out in like particularly a lot of ya called insta love oh yeah <laughs> and i was like mad i was like elizabeth leo this I need a slow burn. <laughs> there is no way that they would already be talking to each other like this. Yep. Um, but that's why it's fun to write with someone. It's exactly true. So million dollar question. Do you think a project like this would be possible during NaNoWriMo? I, that's an interesting question. That's why it's a million dollars. If I had a million dollars, I'd spend all of November. <laughs> if that was my writer's advance working on this novel with you. Yes. Uh, but I would say yes, but probably with more experienced writers in NaNoWriMo, mm-hmm. you'd have to have a number of nanos under your belt to take this on with another person. Yeah. Um, and I also, like, the way we did it, too, was often, like, we'd go off and write the two chapters at a time, and then share, and then you'd get an idea of what you had to write next. But mm-hmm. if you were working this way with nano, you'd probably have to just, like, go by faith that the other person's keeping to the outline and write separately and then put it together later, which would... Maybe not be as ideal because I think one of the fun things was getting to like read what you wrote and have it inspire my next chapter. Yeah, totally. I was going to say that I think I think this is possible, but it'd have to be someone that you have worked with a lot before. Yeah. And I think you'd have to have a really strong outline because we were kind of going like the way that we would do it is we would have like a big sort of world building session where we'd mm-hmm. talk through like we kind of had like what's the general arc and then what's the general like each sort of act Act of the of the story but then we'd really go more in depth like a few chapters Mm -hmm. um but like there were points at which i didn't feel comfortable going forward without having another one of those conversations with you so we'd have to do all of that work ahead of time yeah like i think it's possible would i advise it like maybe is a fun time to try it out but like at the end of the day, NaNoWriMo tends to be the type of thing where you have to keep to the pace that you have to keep to. Yeah. And like, honestly, we probably couldn't do it because I write at a very different pace than you do. Oh, so, my God. I'd have so much yeah. anxiety. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think it'd be really hard to do it during NaNo. But I do think that maybe there's like other types of collaboration or co-writing that you could do. I was going to say, like, depending on what your goal is, there are fun versions of this. Like if you aren't trying to like seriously write a serious novel with someone, I feel like there's ways that you could be like, okay, let's like come up with a general idea and then each write it and see. Or like maybe you write from this character's point of view and I write from this character's point of view. And like if it goes off the rails, like that's fine. But like, let's see. 
I think there's fun ways where if you're not too worried about the end result matching Mm -hmm. um, that you could do that. I could also see something where like maybe you're writing about a character and someone's going to write like the prequel and someone's going to write the sequel. That's what I was thinking. You're writing non-linear like braided. I'm going to write something like way earlier in time or I think there's cool there are cool ways that you can do that but actually having two people write a single novel together. Christina's making this motion (laughs) where like her hands are shuffling cards together. Cards with your fingers, <laughs> but I think, yeah. like, I think that would be really challenging. Yeah, um, but I would love to hear if anyone's done it successfully. I would love to hear that. You know, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'd love to write a novel where you and I, where you write the modern day portion, and then I have to write a generation or two in the future in some sort of sci-fi thing. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that it would definitely be doable if it was some sort of narrative where it was not necessarily dependent like plot wasn't dependent on one piece or the other yeah i mean there's all sorts of novels out there like i really love found document sort of found footage-esque pieces like you know obviously you'd have to have some sort of back and forth for like letters or epistolary mm-hmm. but there's a lot of different structures to a narrative that you could use to co-write so one set of authors that writes a lot of books together um, are amy kaufman and megan spooner they wrote the these broken stars series um which is i love these books they're like titanic in space i love that um it's so fun but it's two women who write uh these stories that like when you read it it doesn't feel like two authors there's not like a clear delineation um in general i've read because i was very curious like what their process is because they've written a lot of books together and actually i think amy kaufman one of them also oh amy kaufman also writes a lot with jay kristoff so like co-writing is like a thing that Mm -hmm. these that these people do which is very cool but anyway uh in these broken stars it's a book that goes back and forth between the male and female protagonist but they didn't switch off necessarily like i think one of the authors was a little bit more about one character and one of them Mm -hmm. was a little bit more about the other one Mm -hmm. but like when it came to the end of the novel they can't even remember in some cases like who wrote which parts which i've always thought a lot about like the way that we're writing our story yeah we're each writing our various chapters but i imagine if we get to the point where we're editing like we'll probably edit each other's well and like what we do when we eventually want the characters to be together and then we even talked about like wanting it to be uh either a have a sequel or be a trilogy like what would we do then like is it interesting if the characters remain apart the whole time probably not or do we have to switch to like now that we're doing journal entries or something yeah i don't know we haven't really like to be honest that always bothered me about Game of Thrones when I was reading it because I was like cool well this book doesn't have my favorite character in it or cool I guess I'm gonna have to wait for what like 300 pages to get back to anyone I care about yeah like that's never fun right I have that problem a lot with multiple POVs where there's just gonna naturally be characters you don't like as much and then it's like oh now I gotta spend time with this person I know but yeah I think I I think it is possible to Mm co-write a novel for NaNoWriMo I think you have to be intentional about it, where if you're trying to do something more serious, you got to put a lot of probably pre-planning in. Yeah, or have so much faith. Yeah, or you have to be okay with the fact that you might go completely different directions and probably have to do a lot of editing, like, after November to be able to, Well, you'll have to to do lots of editing anyway. Right, but I mean, even more so in, like, fitting them back together. Yeah. And I think you would never want to put, like you kind of touched on, you would never want to put yourself in a position where your ability to be successful at nano is dependent on someone else. Exactly. 
just because you know that you know it's hard enough you yeah know? but I also love the idea of just collaborative writing in some way where like say you're gonna write two novellas that are you know uh thematically linked or like sister novellas mm-hmm. is a really fun idea that I'd never thought of before yeah well and I think you know our um our first uh, 84th Street Anthology, yeah. Boys Book Clubs and Other Bad Ideas, most of the short stories in that book started as a nano project for the writers um, yeah. because many of us were doing short stories that year. And so we actually got together, had like a writing day, and we all wrote our Boys Book Clubs and Other Bad Ideas stories. And while they were all obviously different stories, we were all working toward the same goal we all were working off the same prompt we all had kind of the same parameters in terms of like length and and whatnot and so that was really fun and we have that shared memory of like going crazy writing (laughs) writing these stories all in one day the weirdest part is i was there but i didn't do that for some reason (laughs) like i think i like went home early because like i had a flight or i was tired or something but like thinking about it one day i have to write uh, my own version of a story that's girls uh, what's the opposite? Girls, uh, what's the opposite? Girls fight clubs and other good ideas. <laughs> I love it. Since I wasn't there. That's great. Um, but speaking about the anthologies that we work on, uh, considering that a type of co-writing, um, is there something you could or we could take away from the anthology process that would be useful for anyone who is trying to maybe either thematically link their work or think about ways that when writing, because honestly, it's sort of fun when you can create either shared universes or shared themes. If maybe you're doing a year where you're doing short stories or something, maybe you like come up with ideas for each other, like with a friend of yours yeah. or something. It's a tough question. I think for me, I really like direction and I really like constraints and confines in terms of my art. That's why I was interested in graphic design and not being an illustrator. But like with writing, it's really awesome to be in these writing groups and to have that overall theme or something to direct myself. Because if you think about it, what's so hard for me is like, what could your next nano be? Anything. It could be anything. It could be just there's a million gazillion possibilities. And it's really nice to have some sort of direction where it's like for example when you and I went to uh, the castle and did a writing sabbatical I think both of us used that or at least I did to like structure a little bit of my theming Mm -hmm. and my idea and take inspiration from where we were and so having a little bit of that structure is really useful and so co-writing can potentially be structure or you know deciding to work on a theme with your bestie and your theme is going to be like love in autumn or something like it can be fun or even something like as simple as you know if you and a friend don't know what to write maybe you decide like hey we're both gonna write a ghost story this year yeah and let's see you know our styles are so different let's see like what each other's takes on ghost story means because like if liz and i each wrote a ghost story we've both, we've we've, we've both done written some, ghost yeah. stories and they're so different. They're so different. And like, and I think we used to do this exercise where someone would provide a theme and we'd write little short stories based on that theme and they'd be completely different. I think that's yeah. fun. Also, maybe you have a friend and you both do period romance or something that involves a lot of research and it could be fun for both of you to share your research and talk about that oh, same yeah. time period. This is a cool idea that I hadn't even really thought about when we came up with this yeah. like, episode idea. It would be really fun to just take a year to be like, what if like you and a friend or you and a group of friends just like, let's just all do a similar project. And see what happens. Yeah. I think the pros and cons of that are, you know, looking at 
like my writing group as an example. Um, A lot of people really thrive when they're, as you said, given a prompt with parameters and whatnot because they need that spark of inspiration. It gives them an idea for the next project and they can just go. But I've also seen the opposite happen where people feel a little like, oh God, I need to write this thing, but like I don't have an idea. Forcing it. Not sure. Then you feel this pressure. So I would say, you know, be careful because again, nano's already hard enough. <laughs> Don't yeah. make it harder on yourself. No, this is something to add structure and add fun. Yeah, I mean, adding any little wrinkle into nano is going to make it a little harder. So probably don't do it your first year. Exactly. Your first year, just focus on you. Make it a gift to yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you're like us and we're you're on your, what, 18th, I'm on my 17th year, mm-hmm. then maybe you need to, you know, spice things up. It's like a marriage. <laughs> you have to throw something new into the mix. I've never been married. I love this. I love it. But I think just in general, the idea of nano being like a marriage, I mean, it really, yeah. you're committing to something for 30 long days. Yes. That and- is... That is longer than I've ever been married. That's that's true. Um, But you do have to find ways to keep... This is a whole different episode, but like you do have to... Like like each year and year over year, you have to find ways to keep it exciting. And if like trying to co-write a novel or give yourself some kind of challenge amongst your friends is the way to do that, go for it. Agreed. (laughs) I think we've about covered it. I think so. That's... I mean, really... If we keep going, I'll get into weirder and weirder metaphors. Yeah, so. I think I think we need to I think we need to end this for the good of <laughs> all mankind. <laughs> yes. The episode is over. Wait, it's season five of Christina. What do I say? Where's my script? Give me a second, Liz. I'm still writing it. Okay, I can fill the space. Have I told you about how I'm learning to play the piano? And done. Here you go. Welcome to the end of the episode. This is Liz, who will not be talking about pianos. Hey, wait! Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want to keep up with us between episodes, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at HowToWinNano. We've also got a Patreon if you want to donate and help us keep this podcast ad-free. That's patreon.com slash HowToWinNano. You can also join our Discord server full of writers, which is super active during the nano season. Oh, tell them about our books. Oh, yeah. I have an indie publishing company called 84th Street Press, and we've published three anthologies. They feature stories written by Liz and I and a bunch of other talented authors. The newest one is called What Happened to Annabelle, and you can find it most places books are sold. This one has a bit of a spooky vibe and a heavy dose of feminism, but each anthology is a totally different vibe, so there's something for everyone. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep keep writing. writing. Now I can talk about the piano. No. You have a taller head than me. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Well, it's just like I can, even my bun isn't making it work. <laughs> Mine are also down like pretty low on my ears. Mine are the lowest thing, like if they went any lower. <laughs> Did you get your ears lower? I just wish I had a different shaped head. Okay. Yeah, like, I love that you want a different shaped head, not different headphones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the headphones I have. <laughs>